the Johnson's Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Water Repellent Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. Here's the biggest news in years for homemakers. Johnson's Glow Coat is now positively water repellent. That means wonderful new beauty and protection for your floors and linoleum, with far less work for you. For now, there's a smooth-spreading, quick-drying, self-polishing floor wax that does not show ugly streaks or spots when you wipe up spilled things. Tracked in mud or snow, just whisk off its hard, shining surface. Glow Coat stays on, stays bright, even after repeated damp moppings. And it now lasts up to four times longer. That makes it the most economical self-polishing floor wax you can buy. Tomorrow, start using Johnson's Glow Coat. Find out how much time, work, and money you save with the self-polishing floor wax that is now positively water repellent. And Johnson's water repellent glow coat is in the regular glow coat package. Remember, no change at all in the container, but what a wonderful difference inside. From the modest home of the McGee's at 79 Westville Vista to the fabulous estate of Molly McGee's Aunt Sarah is a far cry indeed. But if you listen closely, you can hear it. McGee, for goodness sakes, if you've finished your breakfast, get out of that bed. And here at Aunt Sarah's are two members of the middle class mingling temporarily with the center section of the upper crust, Fibber McGee and Molly. This is the life for me, kiddo. Well, I can see that. Get up now, because it's about... Breakfast in bed at 11, the morning paper on the tray, already opened at the funnies. Hey, ring for that butler, will you? I want somebody to hand me my slippers. I will not. Huh? You're getting so you yelp for help every time your hair needs combing. Here, I'll hand you your slippers myself. Don't you exert yourself, Snooky. What do you think Aunt Sarah's got all this hired help around here for? Just to take turns swinging orchid petals in the finger bowls? No, but I oh, don't... Oh, sir... They're here to wait on people. And I'm just the type of people that I can keep them from feeling like they're not earning their dough, too. Well, let's not overdo it. You've had the staff running back and forth all week like retrievers at a field trial. Now, come on, get up. I've been dressed for an hour. Uh, okay, Tootsie. Call my valley and have him turn these blankets back so I can get up. <laughs> I don't want to exert myself. Okay, okay, I'll get up. Put down that ice water. I'll get up. <laughs> Good. My goodness, are you ever spoiled? Mm. I saw you ring for the butler yesterday just to shoo a fly off your forehead. You said it, Tootsie, you said it. Not only that, but I had a gardener busy all day just bringing in flies to shoo off. <laughs> this kind of life... Boy, this floor is cold. Well, put your slippers on. I handed them to you once. Me? Put them on myself? Please, my dear, leave us not be peasants. Where's that valley, that big valley? Hey, Clopton! Heavenly days, no self-respecting peasant would... You rang, sir? Nope, I hollered. <laughs> Put my slippers on, will you, Clopton? Like a good fellow. Got a big day ahead of me and a lot of big deals to settle. 
The thing I expect to see settled soon, dearie, is your hash. Hmm? If you don't leave Aunt Sarah's business affairs alone, you... There. I put the slippers on, sir. Is that what you wanted, sir? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Now take them off and put them on me. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, sir. Terribly sorry. There you are, sir. Yeah, that's better. Let's not be sloppy, Cloppy. Yes, sir. Now, go turn on the shower for me and lay out my clean shoelaces. <laughs> Hence, you may scram, Cloppy. Very good, sir. Where in the world did he come from, McGee? I never saw him before. I hired him yesterday. I got tired waiting for that butler to run upstairs every time I wanted something, so I hired Cloppy. He sleeps outside our door at night. Why, McGee, that's outrageous. Who ever heard of... Look, does Aunt Sarah know you're going around hiring people? I'm glad you reminded me about Aunt Sarah, Tootsie. I want to see her today about a lot of things. This house is so big, I haven't been able to catch up with her for three days. How do I keep missing her, anyhow? I don't know. She's just lucky, I guess. (laughs) Well, I got to get her signature on a few more deals I made for her yesterday. More deals? Yep, like the one where I traded off her half interest in the state of Texas for complete ownership of that snuffbox factory. You what? Oh, no. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you can trade half of something for all of something, you get something that's what's it, simple arithmetic, that's all. <laughs> yeah, but how simple can you get? As soon as she gets smart and turns everything over to me to manage, gives me her power of attorney so I can sign these deals myself and not have to run after her, I'll make her more money than she Your ever... Your bath is ready, sir. Would you like the scented soap, sir? Yeah. Yeah, the 50-scented soap. Got it. <laughs> I shall meet you down in the lotus room, little flower. (laughs) This won't take long. This shower is just a formality anyhow. I ain't really dirty. (laughs) Where are you, Molly? Over here, dearie, in the crystal room. Yeah? Well, look in one of them crystals and see if you can find Aunt Sarah, will you? I sent her a message by the butler a while ago. Oh, here she... comes the butler now, McGee, with a tray of dishes. Call him. Shh. Here. Here, get behind this potted palm. Let's surprise him. Now, McGee, we shouldn't Look do that. Look at that puss. Look at that puss frozen up like a Montana pump. <laughs> He's got his nose so high in the air, he don't even see us. I know, but you... He hates to be whistled at, Molly. He hates it. So let him have it. <laughs> Good morning, madam. Good morning, Oglesby. Hi, Ogie. Hey, did you give Aunt Sarah my message about wanting to see her on business because... I delivered your message, sir, verbatim. You did? I didn't see Batum. Did you tell her I'd talk <laughs> the white tie and tails and meet her in the formal gardens? Exactly, sir. What'd she say? She suggested Mr. McGee put on his bathing suit and go jump in the lake, madam. Oh, yeah? It's too cold for a swim today, Ogie. Yes, sir. Mrs. Disco's secretary told me to inform you, madam, that she will join you with tea in half an hour in the south wing of the puce room. The puce room? Exactly. To reach the puce room, madam, one passes through the main hall, left to the sunken terrace, left again to the statuary ring, right across the conservatory, back to the music room, string section, and left again. You can't miss it. Thank you. Thank you, Oglesby. Come on, McGee, I'm hungry. McGee, where are you going? Upstairs, Tootsie. When tea is served in a high-class joint like this, I dress for it. Now, wait a minute. What are you going to wear? A T-shirt, naturally. (laughs) I'll be back in a minute. 
Charlie Mills in the orchestra and Envy. Another muffin? Uh, no, this is fine, Miss Longfeather. Now then, as my Aunt Sarah's private secretary, will you tell us why she can't see us right now? Her own niece and nephew? Yes, Mrs. McGee. Frankly, she seems a bit annoyed with Mr. McGee. Who, me? She's annoyed with me? Did I do something wrong? I never heard a question that had so many possible answers. <laughs> Well, Miss Longfeather? Well, in the first place... By the way, sis, is Longfeather an Indian name? Yes, it is, Mr. McGee. Oh. My great-great-grandfather was Sitting Bull. My full Indian name is La Tiha Mo No Fla. <laughs> and a fine name for a descendant of Sitting Bull. Uh, what does it mean? Middle-aged spread. <laughs> I prefer Longfeather. <laughs> what do they call you for short? Long. Ah, oh, long for short. That's cute. <laughs> but uh, why is Aunt Sarah so annoyed with my husband? Yeah, my gosh, everything I'd done around here was in a spirit of helpfulness, just giving her the advantage of a mature, far-seeing, business-type mind. Mrs. Driscoll does not consider it business-like, Mr. McGee. When you answered the telephone this morning and sold two of her Peruvian platinum mines and bought 20,000 shares of ATT and T. Oh, well, I thought American Telephone and Telegraph was good stock. That's AT&T, Mrs. McGee. ATT and T 
is Armenian taxicab, train, and tricycle. <laughs> Worthless. Well, my gosh, Longy. If she'd only give me her power of attorney so as I could sign checks and stuff, I could really close some deals. And I have to keep dashing to the telephone before anybody else gets to it. I... Oh, excuse me. Your aunt wishes to see me about something. Mr. McGee, please do not interfere with Mrs. Driscoll's business arrangements on the telephone. Well, how do you like that? <laughs> Everybody's afraid I'll do something smart and Aunt Sarah will cut me in for too big a slice of her will. That's what they're scared of. Not me, dearie. No. I'm not afraid you'll do something smart. No, I know, Tootsie. You're loyal. But I don't think you should have said what you did about Aunt Sarah's evening dress last night. What did I say? I was very complimentary. I says it was a lovely dress. Yes, and then you said, but why do you wear a life preserver underneath it? <laughs> I couldn't believe anybody was really shaped like that. <laughs> but I will say she took it in good faith. She even told me I was unspoiled. That success hadn't gone to my head. <laughs> that isn't exactly what she said, sweetheart. Huh? She said the trouble with you was that you had come up from nothing and brought it with you. <laughs> what she was trying to tell you... Uh, big pardon, sir and madam. Yes, Ogie. Telegram for you, sir. I took the liberty of opening it, sir. Oh? From the context, sir, I judged the sender to be a, a Swedish gentleman. Oh, it's Oli from the Elks Club, McGee. I'll bet a cookie. Oh, a wire from Oli. Read it, Ogie. Certainly, sir. I quote, My missus just presented me with new baby girl. She is just like a little flower. So we are calling her Yasmin. <laughs> Signed, Oli Yanatar of Elks Club. Will that be all, sir? Well, I doubt it. Oli's still a young man. He... Oh, you... <laughs> yeah, 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 that's all, Yogi. Uh, no, wait. I'll answer that wire. Very good, sir. Uh, tell Oli that we... Hey, there's Aunt Sarah going upstairs. Hi, Aunt Sarah. Aunt Sarah! Hey, Aunt Sarah! Guess you didn't hear me. Well, that could be one explanation. Another could be that she's still angry with you. But what's that you have under your arm there, Oglesby? This, madam, is a container of Johnson's water-repellent glow coat. Rather a sensational product, madam. I heard about it on the wireless. My gosh, it's a small world, ain't it? We've heard of glow coat, too, Oglesby. Beg in... pardon, sir, but this is water-repellent glow coat. Oh. A most amazing development in floor protection. Yes, we know exactly In what... fact, madam, since this product has been available, I have taken care of our flaws and linoleums personally. It's a bit selfish of me, I presume, but really, it gives one so much satisfaction to know that water-repellent glow coat lasts three or four times as long that it can be wiped or mopped innumerable times without leaving <laughs> ugly streaks or smells on the wet. Innumerable, eh? <laughs> the word Wilcox never used. He always says... Wilcox? Wilcox, yeah. you say, sir? Ah, that's the chap on the wireless, isn't it? Yes, that's the Feels same... greatly indebted to the fellow personally. Real stout fellow. As the butler of this establishment, one must naturally use the best floor protection obtainable, you know. Oh, rather. One, one has one responsibilities, hasn't one? Oh, definitely, yeah. sir. So I'm extremely gratified to discover a wax protection like Johnson's water-repellent glow coat. 
that stays on and stays bright and... Oh, I... I beg pardon, I... I'm beginning to sound a bit like that chap Wilcox on the wireless. I... <laughs> I will say I was... A, I was a bit carried away with my own enthusiasm for the process. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Chatty chap, isn't he? Makes me appreciate one of my Christmas presents. Which one, kiddo? The silent butler. Oh. <laughs> well, I gotta get busy, busy, Molly. Doggone it, I wish I could talk to Aunt Sarah. I gotta get her power of attorney. Oh, power of attorney, power of attorney. What on earth is that? Well, that means she appoints me to act for her in a financial capacity, Snooky. Sign her name to checks and stuff. Until I get power of attorney, nothing I do is official, you see. I see it all too clearly, dearie. Yeah. Running an estate like this is pretty complicated. Hey, that reminds me. I got to check over the stables. May want to sell some of them 22 Arabian horses. But why? I think they're beautiful. Yeah, but they're dangerous. They can't understand English. <laughs> How can an Arabian horse understand expressions like whoa and get at? Somebody's liable to get hurt and sue Aunt Sarah for a hundred million. You got to consider stuff like that there. Where can I find a riding crop? Why do you need a riding crop to sell horses? You going to beat the buyers into submission? Oh, makes me look like I knew what I was talking about. I bet there's a riding crop right here in this hall closet. I wouldn't go in there, McGee. After all, we're just guests here. Oh. What do you know? Rich or poor, I guess everybody's got one. <laughs> the King's Men and all the bees are buzzing around my honey. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Hear them buzzing like bees round a rambling road. Buzz, buzz, buzz. By the dozen they follow wherever she goes. All the bees are buzzing round my honey. But my honey's only sweet on me They can eat their flowers and their money Cause we're keeping steady company They flock around outside her door From every part of town But she turns up her nose And turns them down She turns them down all the bees are buzzing round my honey But my honey's only sweet on me All those bees buzzing round my honey But those buzzers better buzz away, buzz away, buzz, buzz, buzz away The way they carry on is really funny she promised me she'd name the day When she goes walking down the street All the boys run to greet her with a great big rush My little honeycomb Gives them the brush Buzz, buzz, brush, brush All the bees are buzz, buzz, buzz My honey, she's so sweet But my honey's only sweet on me So let them buzz my honey's 
Now, let me see. I got the real estate office working on that cactus plantation deal. Raising potted cactus for the dime store trade. Oh, dear. I called Aunt Sarah's brokers and told them to sell out all her stocks and bonds. At the top, of course. Buy them all back again at the bottom. That's the only way to beat the stock market. Buy them at the top and sell... I see. What'd he say? Well, I had a bad phone connection there. All I could hear was a lot of sputtering. I don't know. I talked to her cattle ranch long distance, though. Her cattle ranch? What'd you do, order a glass of milk? (laughs) No, I got a great idea. They raise cattle out there strictly for hides, you see. They make leather. So? So we merely step up production this year. Get two or three crops of leather a year off them cows instead of one. (laughs) Very simple. All you got to do is skin them three times. Uh, yes, sir? Uh, hand me the phone. I want to talk. Telephone, I'm happy to say, is out of order, sir. <laughs> out of order? My gosh, how am I going to close any more deals for Aunt Sarah with the phone out? I have a strange suspicion that somebody thought of that, dearie. Huh? Now, look, you've done enough to Aunt Sarah's affairs today. Why don't you just relax? Relax? Sir? How can I relax with that sweet old lady handling this billion-dollar estate all by herself with nobody but bankers and lawyers and financial experts to help her? No, sir, kiddo. She needs me. Like a hole in the head. <laughs> what was that, Oglesby? Uh, my health, madam. I have a cold in the head. Oh, yeah? Well, go fix up a hot mustard bath and soak your feet, Ogie. He said the cold is in his head, dearie. Oh. Well, in that case, let him go soak his head. <laughs> yes, sir. Is there anything else, sir? If you care for another cup of tea, sir, I'll have the cook brew some hemlock. <laughs> no, thanks. Too busy now, Ogie. Go on and soak your head. Boy, when I think of all the big deals I've swung in the few days I've been here, Molly, I'll bet Aunt Sarah is amazed. Horrified is the word she used. I talked to her a while ago. If I could just get her power of attorney so I could sign checks and stuff, she wouldn't have a worry in the world. Or a dime. (laughs) Look, dearie, why don't... this deal I got right here in my hip pocket, for instance. A deal that'll pay her 300 bucks a week and she don't have to do a thing for it. $300 a week? That's a lot of money. That's the kind of deals I make, kiddo. All the American Legion wants for that 300 bucks is to hold a dance every night in the grand ballroom down the hall here. What? And not only that, but I got the popcorn and the paper hat concession for myself. If I just had the... Oh, hello, Longy. Hello, Miss Longfeather. Good afternoon, Mrs. McGee. I bring you a message, Mr. McGee, from Mrs. Driscoll. She has asked me to tell you that we'll miss you. (laughs) Miss me? Oh, (laughs) you're confused, sis. I'm not going anyplace. Would you care to make a small wager? (laughs) I hope Aunt Sarah's feeling all right, Miss Longfeather. I talked to her this afternoon. Yeah, did you give her that list I made up, sis? The list of deals I swung today because she ought to... Yes, Mrs. Driscoll has been very interested in your, uh, <clears throat> operations, Mr. McGee. Yeah? Well, the next time you see her, Pinfeather, you tell her to get me that power of attorney because with the power of attorney... That's what I came in here for, Mr. McGee. Mrs. Driscoll mentioned the power of attorney. Oh, Mr. Alster? Mr. Alster, come in, please. Mr. Alster? This, Mr. McGee, is Mrs. Driscoll's attorney. Oh. Mr. Alston, this is Mr. and Mrs. McGee. Well, how do you do, I'm sure. Hi, Alstie. Yeah. My gosh, he's big. 
Must be six foot seven. At least. But with Aunt Sarah's dough, I guess she can afford the biggest lawyer in town. <laughs> Mrs. Driscoll wants you to show Mr. McGee your power, attorney. <laughs> Here is a telephone book. Heavenly days, confetti. Here is the poker from the fireplace, Mr. Alster. Oh. oh. Wow, he tied that poker in a bow knot. Holy mackerel. Hey, how'd you get so strong, Buster? Oh, I eat lots of cowards and fresh grapes and take one bite. <laughs> And now, Mr. McGee, as I said before, we'll miss you. <laughs> I'm not going any place, sis. Oh, no? Huh? Where's the window, Miss Longfeather, and I'll throw him into the street. Huh? Oh, now, wait a minute. Aunt Sarah, No, no, dearie, no. Huh? Look, I had a long talk with Aunt Sarah this afternoon. She was very sweet, but very firm. Well, I'll show her. By George, I ain't going to argue with a guy as big as him. Where's my bags? Here, sir, all picked. My hat? Here, sir. Cigar? Don't mind if I do. Oh, your cigar. Here, sir. We got train tickets? Here, sir. The limousine is at the door. Huh? My husband, Miss Longfeather, is a very sensitive fella. He can take a hint. Come on, dearie. I'll say. a nice little compartment, McGee. This is the one we had when going up last week. Yeah, I recognize my cigar burns on the windowsill. Doggone it, I think Aunt Sarah could at least have saw us off at the station. You're lucky she didn't saw you off at the throat. <laughs> dear, oh dear, those deals of yours. Oh, well. Tickets, please. Tickets. Oh, here you are, bud. To Whistle Vista. Thank you. Say, uh... Aren't you the people who rode up with us last week to visit your rich aunt? The same, conductor. Yeah, it's been quite a week, too. We've been living in the lap of luxury, up to now. A lap of luxury, eh? What happened? She stood up. Fibber and Molly return in a moment. What happens when you spill something on a wax-polished floor or people track in mud or snow? Does that mean ugly streaks or spots? Do you have to do the whole floor over? Not if you use Johnson's Glow Coat, the self-polishing floor wax that is positively water-repellent. Tracks and spilled things just whisk off Glow Coat's hard wax surface. The shine stays on, stays bright, even after repeated damp moppings. And listen to this. Water-repellent glow coat lasts up to four times longer. It's the most economical self-polishing floor wax you can buy. Tomorrow, start using this wonderful water-repellent floor wax. It's in the regular glow coat package, remember. No change at all in the container, but what a wonderful difference inside. It's nice to be home again, isn't it? Yeah, I hope Aunt Sarah's broker got that wire I sent him from the station, though. I wired him to sell out all her common stock tomorrow at the market. Do what? Get rid of her common stock. 
My gosh, anybody as rich as Aunt Sarah is don't want anything common around the house. You are speaking, dearie, of the man I love. <laughs> and you're right. Huh? Oh, good night. Good night, all. <laughs> The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Water Repellent Glow Coat, Racine, Wisconsin, and Brantford, Canada, bring you Fibber McGee and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? When you polish furniture, how long does the shine last? Does it turn dull, dusty, and smeary overnight? Or do you get a hard, dry, glistening finish that lasts for weeks? That depends on whether or not you use Johnson's Cream Wax on your furniture. For recent tests show, it's the only leading cream furniture polish whose shine comes from wax instead of oil. A wax shine lasts. Oils catch dust, turn drab and smeary. Tomorrow, get the polish that gives a long-lasting wax shine. Get Johnson's Cream Wax. Stay tuned for Big Town, coming up next on NBC. WMAQ and WMAQ-FM, NBC in Chicago.